Hello, Astro BBs. It's Garo, and this is Astro Vibes, a podcast where I get down to the nerdy, dirty details of this ancient language, and sometimes about you. Later in this episode, you'll hear a wonderful interview that I recorded with Bianca Jasmine, an artist who's been featured on the Ambient Vibes music platform. We talked more about her music and identity as a creative person, and I also got to look at her chart and make some observations about the astrology of her creativity. If you haven't checked out the episode before this, I encourage you to do that at some point because it'll give you some context for our discussion. Here's a little bit more about the artist herself. Bianca Jasmine is an award-winning indie rock singer-songwriter with an insightful message to advocate for peace, empathy, and unity. Her introspective songwriting and big picture perspective has developed a sound dedicated to growing with grace. Originally making her waves in the South Florida music scene, she's now a new resident to Los Angeles, California. Yes, she's so cool and I can't wait for you to hear our chat. But before I let you go for that, there's one important thing that I have to do. Yes, it is transit time. Abbreviated edition. Let's do this. We are currently in the middle of a pretty big week with two planetary ingresses, aka entrances into new signs. Also a historic conjunction and a full-ass moon to top it all off. On Sunday, April 10th, Mercury crossed over to Taurus from Aries territory. This is going to reflect a change in the general vibe of people's mental processes, like how we take in information, think, and communicate. Mercury in Aries felt like a burst of active energy, while Mercury in Taurus invites our brains to continue the work that we started, but also just slow down, think practically, and definitely eat a snack. Different areas of life will be highlighted for different people based on your rising sign, so check for what house Taurus falls in for you to see where you might feel this shift the most. So that was Sunday. Then yesterday. Tuesday, April 12th. It happened. The long-awaited Jupiter and Neptune conjunction in Pisces. Jupiter and Neptune are known as the co-rulers of Pisces in the traditional and modern systems, respectively, and having them come together in this sign is a rare occurrence, because both planets move so slowly around the zodiac. Jupiter expands Neptune's multidimensional qualities of mysticism, spirituality, escapism, and deceit, to name a few. Neptune drinks up all of Jupiter's happy juice, and they have a very special and specific kind of time together. Here's what Ren Butler says about the principles of this planetary combination in his book, The Archetypal Universe. Grand idealism and vision, dreams come true optimism, a rich and creative imagination, experiences of oceanic ecstasy, a spiritualized view of what constitutes success in life, Tendencies towards rose-colored optimism, mirages of a grand prosperity, excessive religious trappings and ceremony, and spiritual materialism. So those are the vibes that we experienced yesterday. And what I plan to do on that day, because for me it's in the future, is I'm just going to try to be as present and receptive as possible so that I can experience whatever the specialness of this day is about for me. Also, just because the day of the exact conjunction has passed doesn't mean that it's no longer relevant. As we move through the week, we'll keep feeling it, and it's definitely a big part of the full moon in Libra chart. So, 
Moral of the story, it's gonna affect us all week long. Okay, so then tomorrow, Thursday, April 14th, Mars joins Jupiter, Neptune, and Venus in the sign of Pisces. This means that we have that blissful delusion, Jupiter-Neptune, love, art, and attraction, Venus, and now our passion and energy, Mars, in one part of our chart. Whatever house it falls in will reflect the area of life where these energies are directed towards right now for you. All of this is happening, and then this Saturday, April 16th, we have a full moon at 26 degrees of Libra, which is conjunct your astrologer's natal Mars. Fun fact. We have a full moon every month, and it's the time when the lunar energies are at their highest because it's fully reflected by the light of the sun. Personally, it's the time of the month where my cats are the most annoying. For real, I think they're really affected by it because they can't stop running around and like chasing each other and knocking shit over. I cannot record on full moon because my cats. The full moon also symbolizes a point when the seeds that were planted at the new moon start to actively grow and take shape. This full moon looks like it could be a little more challenging in a tangible way because in the chart I see that Pluto and Capricorn is squaring the sun and the moon, putting stress on them both. I would pay attention to what house Pluto falls in for you and what areas of life might be putting stress or pressure on the Aries and Libra axis of your chart. And those are the big moments of this week in a teeny tiny nutshell. I hope this was helpful or at least a little validating if things are weird for you right now. Shit is weird, and we're all just riding these Piscean waves. Now we'll go on a little break, and afterwards you'll get to hear my wonderful interview with Bianca Jasmine. Enjoy! You've got your own two feet. Play the supporting role. And for coffee was my own show. I crossed the finish line thinking I'm done. But soon all right, hello, Astro Vibers. This is Garo, your astrologer, and today we're getting down to the nerdy, dirty details of a wonderful guest's chart. Now we're going to talk about the astrology of her creativity. Um, her name is Bianca Jasmine. Hello, hello. Hey. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thanks for being here. I'm really glad that we're getting to do this. This is the first time we're ever meeting, so just for everybody's context. Um, <laughs> it's gonna be great. How do you like LA so far? It's been really, really awesome. I, I really love it, love it out here. I um I visited a bunch of times before um, I moved, and I just knew I kind of want to end up out on the west side of the U.S. because I just there's something about the nature here that's just like so diverse, and I'm a really big nature person. So I I've really been taking advantage of the, all the hiking and stuff like that. There's it's just so amazing. Everything's within reach. It's really cool. Yeah, yeah, that's a really cool part about like southern california you can go to the beach you can go to the mountains in the same mm -hmm. day and that's just yeah, beautiful that's amazing. Nice. nature person we'll see if that comes out <laughs> <laughs> yeah um so we are here we're looking at your chart right now um but before we do that 
we're gonna hear a little bit about you and um, a little bit more about your work. So yeah, um, what kind of, what's your like main medium? Where did you begin? How did you get here? Tell us more. Yeah, um, I started, well, music is definitely the main medium. I do love all types of creativity. I'm really big into photography as well. I would say it's probably like my second highest um, like creative passion. Um, and other things I like to do that are creative is like painting, drawing, just any crafty stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I also, as far as music goes, I started out like just like in the school, like when I was like five, I ironically the first instrument I ended up learning was actually the harp, which is like a, a weird first instrument. Um, but then, you know, over time I started adding to, you know, guitar, lute, ukulele, piano, singing. Um, and then when I was in high school, I started to kind of take it a little bit more seriously and started like writing my own songs and I started performing. Um, and then, you know, shortly after high school, um, I started actually really releasing the original music and, and started to actually hone a career in music. And then, um, and that's when I was still in South Florida, you know, I had a band, we were playing a lot of live shows and, um, you know, things were really opening up and I decided to kind of take the jump and come out to LA to, to continue pursuing music. And it's been a really fun ride so far. Mm -hmm. That's really cool. The harp was your first instrument. <laughs> yeah. One of my favorite parts. <laughs> <laughs> do you still play the harp sometimes um I don't have a harp anymore that's the thing it was like but I lived in Boca Raton at the time and uh so I, we had a we had a harp then but honestly now I have no idea what happened to that thing like so many years later um but you know at the time it was it was a lot of fun <laughs> mm. that's so cool so yeah it sounds like you have really diverse like abilities um and interests and yeah, sure do you still keep in touch with your band people from Florida? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we're all still friends and everything like that. So that's that's been really, really nice to have their support. Yeah. Nice. That's so cool. Just to like a little snippet of your chart, you're a Sagittarius rising and that feels so like adventurous to me to mm -hmm. for you to move, you know, to a brand new place. You have visited before and you, you know, you were comfortable with it and liked it. But to come here on your are you on your own or are you like somebody's with you? Yeah, I'm here. There's, I mean, I have some family here that I know, but I pretty much made the jump on my own. So it's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's it's been it's been scary but fun at the same time. I do get homesick a lot, and you know, I lived in Florida my entire life before this, so it's not just like the family aspect, which is like definitely the main one. It's like missing my family and my close friends, um, but also just like being in a whole different like type of culture and like environment. Um, you know, it's, it's a totally different world, um, but I would say probably the nearest I could probably get to Florida would be like California because everything else, you know, it's like you have a, at least here it's like still yeah. like beachy, at least in you know, here in LA, um, you know, where it's near the water and it's warm. So I still have like you know, the lack of intense winter going for me, <laughs> yes, totally. As somebody, as somebody who moved to Chicago, well, to Pennsylvania and then to Chicago. Um, from Southern California, it's like, yeah. I mean, I feel a lot of what you're saying, like the homesickness, the like missing your family stuff. And yeah, but I'm very happy for you that like winter is not a factor in all that. <laughs> cool. Um, well, is there anything you're promoting at this moment in time? Oh yeah, as far as like the current projects going, um, I am working on an album right now. So that's I'm gonna start rolling out some singles coming up over the next couple months. So I'm super excited. I'm gonna start, you know, really experimenting with some different styles that I haven't really released before. So I'm really cool to kind of see this change in direction for myself stylistically. 
Um, so yeah, if anyone wants to keep up with that, like definitely Instagram is the spot where I'm documenting the most stuff. So yeah, can be friends on there. <laughs> totally. Yeah, we will share all your information in the notes so people can find you. Um, whatever you want to share, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> cool is there anything else you want to um say about yourself about your creative style before we kind of dive in and talk more about that obviously um I guess I'm here really just with an open ear to see like what is what would kind of resonate me with me in line with what I feel because I feel like my creative style is very free-flowing and it's not like very rigid or um like maybe like strategic is the right I don't know I feel like people have like a very like um some creatives like a very strong method like oh I have to do this this and this or like this has to be a certain way for me to create and like for me it's like so freaking random so maybe like by learning about this and delving into a little more I can get a better understanding of like maybe would it bring some more structure to my creativity um and kind of understand maybe what the stars have to say about it (laughs) yeah totally that's interesting that makes me feel like so like there's like the the elements and the modalities kind of talk about the way that you like the earth air fire water and the cardinal mutable um fixed these kind of show like the way that we work and the way that we like do things get things done so maybe when we look at that that'll come out um interesting it's time for our little break and i hope you enjoy the music talk about your relationship with astrology now a bit <laughs> sorry I'm like yeah. this is very formulaic everybody this is my first one so be nice um <laughs> yeah so what do you I know you said you're an amateur astrology buff correct yeah so that's the best way I would describe it because like I know the basics like I know my sun moon rising uh, I know a little bit about what those mean um and I know a little bit about other signs based on like close family members and friends that might have those signs so like I naturally want to like learn more about those too um kind of like a party astrologer right like you're like hanging out with your friends and you open up like an app or something you're like oh what does this mean like it's very casual like I only know like the bare minimum about it but um I wouldn't say I'm like totally clueless like I have an idea but anything outside of like sun moon rising I know like a couple of the planets and what they represent but beyond that I know pretty much nothing so pretty amateur yeah but that's a really great foundation like mm-hmm. and exploring the people that you know that's like such a good way to learn about astrology because then like you know them yeah um and I remember that too like when I was first learning I was like had so many gaps because for some reason you attract a lot of the same signs so like and you don't attract like there's some like I don't know who for me uh Aries I don't get a lot of Aries even though I'm a Libra so it's just like I didn't know much about Aries and I had to really study that one yeah interesting yeah, I feel like there's so many areas in my life, actually. <laughs> so that's one of the signs I feel like I learned about first. <laughs> yeah. Outside of my own, at least. Which is appropriate, because Aries is the first. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And isn't it, like, the opposite of cancer or something like that? Or, like, around... 
it's actually I mean it is opposite your moon in Libra um, gotcha. and you actually attract the opposite kind of deal and yeah we'll go into areas it is important for you interesting why don't we do that now <laughs> yeah so to summarize just like some of the basic things that we're seeing here you're a Sagittarius rising um you have Pluto in your first house and that's we'll talk about that um you are a Cancer Sun eighth house Cancer Sun you have a Libra moon in your 11th house so those are your big three um Sagittarius is mutable, so like likes flexibility and adapt is very adaptable, um, likes variety. So a lot of what we were saying earlier makes some sense. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, because that's the way like you approach life, and that kind of encompasses everything, including who you are creatively. Um, also, you have Pluto in the first house, and like in the first house is any planet in the first house kind of comes off more in your the way you come off in your appearance in the way you approach life. And Pluto is a really intense, just like keyword intense planet. Do people tell you you're intense a lot? Um, yeah, I've been told that about actually like my eyes. Like people say like a very like intense eye contact. I tend to like hold eye contact um, more than like the average, I would say. So people have, I've had several people actually make comments about that now that I think about it. Wow. Yeah, and like the the first house is the house of the body, so like a lot of the time these things will come out in your like physical appearance. Um, I love hearing about that and like collecting those little stories. So thank you. If that's cool, may I share that in the future? I guess you're on a podcast now, so I can't share that. <laughs> it's all going into the public. <laughs> fair. That's fair. Cool. Okay. Well, that's awesome. Um, having the sun in your eighth house. Um, so the houses are kind of like the areas of life that. They just cover all the areas of life and the eighth house covers the area of life uh, that is it's kind of like nebulous it's like the house of transformation rebirth things that are like that like sex is transformative sometimes so it's related to that um share then we go to shared resources like like sharing money or sharing like helpful things that you have with other people and vice versa it's also like the house of um debts inheritances taxes um joint bank accounts so that kind of comes into play i think in a bit we'll see but does that resonate with you at all um i would say more so like sharing skills like i feel like i'm very like collaborative as an artist um i really like working with other people so that that definitely resonates with me yeah i i saw that i love astrology like sometimes i doubt <laughs> it and i'm like is this all even real but i talk to people <laughs> I talk to people and it's real. Um, so yeah, okay, cool. Because that comes up later too, your collaborativeness and the importance of relationships for you. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. Yeah, and like your your son is the way you express yourself in the outer world. And like, you're kind of more conscious of the way you project sun-wise. Mm-hmm. Rather than you're not as conscious of the Sag stuff. It just comes out naturally. Right. Yeah. And then you have a Libra moon, so your moon is where you feel safe, what you need to feel comfortable and like restored at the end of the day. Um, it's like your self-care house um, and it represents the past, can represent your childhood. So Libra being here, um, Libra is, you know, a very, um, I guess I haven't talked much about the signs themselves, my bad, but now I will. 
Libra is a very relatable sign. It's an air sign. So it's about relationships and bringing people together and ideas and communication. And the 11th house is the house of groups and like like-minded people. So um, it may show that you're the thing that kind of recharges you at the end of the day is being around those people that like fill you up sort of and like maybe you would, are you comfortable in groups very comfortable in groups yeah if, if the people themselves are people i'm comfortable with for sure i don't mind like i love being like with my family and stuff like like recharging with me even if we're not even like talking or doing anything just like literally sitting in the same room with like my closest family members and just like chilling <laughs> to me like i can recharge that way i don't necessarily have to be like alone in my room although like i'm okay with solitude as well and i can also like recharge on my own um, but I definitely like do enjoy being around people that I, I feel the most like trusted and safe with for sure. Yeah, that's really cool. The 11th house is also the house of like goals and hopes for the future because it's like the group is the people you're building the future with kind of that's the connection. So maybe also like dreaming and scheming and like, I don't know, you do sound like somebody who has dreams and you go for them. Um, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> that like recharges you too like without that you wouldn't be as fulfilled for sure yeah I'm very like a big picture goal oriented like I want to you know just keep accomplishing yeah that's cool that might be your Capricorn second house but we can't go into that (laughs) Um, trying to stay focused here sweet that's your big three why don't we jump in since I'm looking at the time and Let's move right along to um, the fifth house, which is the house of creativity, basically. Um, So before this, I want to say that all the houses have something to do with creativity. We can't just isolate it to one. However, like the fifth house has the word creativity and it's little keywords. And um, it also it's like has to do with not only things that you create like art wise, but it could be children because like you create them with. Mm-hmm. your physical body um it's how you express yourself um the fourth house if we think about it like this the fourth house is um the house of family home and foundations the fifth house comes after that so it's like the fifth house is where you're learning how to separate from your family and like be your own person create your own life mm-hmm. um so that's why we're going to look at the fifth house and think about it more in terms of creativity okay. you have nothing in there except for your ic which actually is super important um your ic this like dark line here is an it's an angle in the chart just like your ac like your ascendant um the angles are points in the chart they mean things that's like what you need to know about that um and the ic angle has to do with your like roots and like your private life because when we think about the opposite end, the MC is your public life um, and like your vocation in life, like who you're kind of meant to be, like in the big grand scheme of things. So the fifth, so the IC is kind of like, yeah, the opposite of that, who okay. you are at the end of the day um, by yourself and with your family. So your family seems important um, to your creativity. I wonder if they like, did they stimulate that growing up? What's the word nurture that your creativity yeah for sure they um i did all types of different activities in school 
Um, and I also like, they helped me out with like, you know, encouraging me to take different music lessons and stuff like that. So they definitely like didn't shut that down at all. Like they definitely fed any like, you know, interest I had in music and art, you know, they were really much into like letting us be creative and, you know, what you want to do like art, like let's, you know, let's get some art supplies and like just hang out at the house and paint, you know, like instead of being like, no, like we need to do something else, you know, like you go focus on your studies, you know, they're always very nurturing of like my creative side and, and as well as my siblings as well, which is really nice. All three of us are very creative. Wow, that's cool. House of siblings. Oh, three of us, yeah. So not a whole lot of siblings, but like it with all of us in the same room, it feels like a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and adding like a caregiver to it's like, um, that's so cool. So you're, you're there's a direct link between like your roots, aka family, and like the people that you call that, um, and your creativity. Sweet. Um, it's your fifth house is Aries. So even though you have like no planets there, this these things are things we can look at. Um, Aries is the house. I mean, Aries is you know. Well, you know, hey, you want to tell us about Aries? We were just talking about that. I don't want to do all the talking. <laughs> so I am no astrology like master or anything, but from what I get from Aries, that it's more of a powerful um, leader type of sign where it's, um, well, I guess also the fact that it leads the actual signs is like the first one. Um, I feel like that probably has to do with why it's that way. Um, but yeah, like very like headstrong, could be stubborn. Um, but like a lot of energy and vitality is kind of what I picked up from it. Definitely. Yeah. It sounds like you approach your creativity that way. Would you agree? Let me reassess what I just said. Yeah. You know yourself. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I was like, cause I was saying it just like, oh, like, this is like what I think of Aries. I wasn't even like putting myself in that perspective. <laughs> and now I'm like trying to turn it around on me. And I'm like, actually, yeah, like I definitely, um, I definitely naturally can become like more of a leader um like a headstrong kind of like ambitious person for sure but I also feel like I I am not like overbearing about it like I try not to be like too um aggressive or anything like that I'm very I would say I'm like way more diplomatic um and balanced for sure with the way I approach like relationships when it comes to like leading others totally and this is a great segue that was perfect like I have nothing to add to that so (laughs) um yeah, and so when we think about your ruler next, so like every house or every sign has a ruler that's a planet. So like the ruler of Aries is Mars. So we're gonna look at Mars in the chart because that will give us more information about like the under the, like the subtones. So you're like an Aries with this kind of subtone. Mm-hmm. And your I'm so excited. Sorry, <laughs> this is just so cute. <laughs> um, your Mars is in the seventh house in Gemini. The seventh house is the house of partnerships, committed partnerships, and that could be like lovers or friends kind of thing, or business partners or musical partners. Um, and your Mars is there, and okay, Gemini is an air sign, and it's like very relational, also relational, just like your Libra moon um, house. And Gemini is more about like communicating, like taking in all the information, spewing out any idea that comes to their mind. Less so than Libra. Libra is more like diplomatic and stuff, um, and people pleasing. Gemini cares less about that. <clears throat> so, having your Mars there, Mars is like the planet of your energy, and 
passion. And so wherever your Mars is, it's kind of like, where is your passion? Where does your energy get directed to? To relationship. Um, does that kind of line up? Or do you have any questions about that? I'm not sure if I've made my point clear, but. No, yeah, yeah. So you're saying like in the, con- in like the perspective of how I'm being creative, um, like the undertone of that is like, although like I'll have the qualities of the Aries, I'm still like prioritizing like the relational side of things. So I'm probably mm-hmm. gonna lose like the more like aggressive or traits that would cause me to sacrifice those things that I value. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh, and like your Libra moon is gonna make you like it balance that out too, so. Interesting, this is so educational, this is so cool. <laughs> Yay, <laughs> that's so great. Uh, yeah, I'm having a great time. I hope you are too. Um, yes. <laughs> uh, cool. Next little little ditty we're gonna do is look at the opposite house, which we kind of already have. It's because mm-hmm. uh, the houses that are opposite each other are on the same axis, so they have similar themes. They just go about it in different ways. So the fifth house is the house of like, well, they're both about creativity. This axis, um, the fifth house, like how you create your life and the 11th house is how you create your future and who you create it with. Um, so I just wanted to look at the ruler of that house. We already know it's the Libra, Moon, 11th house, groups, um, etc. Your ruler is of your Moon house. That's not how you say it. <laughs> but that, the ruler of that is Venus. And where is Venus? Tell us. <laughs> oh, can you, do you know the sign? Gemini? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> you got it. Um, what you think? <laughs> totally. And so, same house as your Mars. Same house about relationships. Same everything that we just talked about. So not only is your passion and your energy, like, directed there, but Venus is what you value. And in addition to, who, like, how you do art and, like, how you dress and the way you act and what you attract, um, it's also what you value. So, like, not only is your energy there, but your values are there, too, in your relationships and in that relational sign. So that tells me relationships are really important for you, um, which we've kind of discussed and just adds more evidence. Yeah, for sure. It's time for our little break, and I hope you enjoy the music. Do you know what time it is? What time is it? Time for you to ask your question. Oh, yay. Yeah, you get to ask a question. Um, Let me know. Let's see if we can figure it out. Cool. So, as an artist, I know I can always create and be inspired whenever I want to. But, you know, is there a way I can use astrology or like any, we'll call it planetary weather like to kind of predict the best times to create for myself. I know like some moons tend to be like more creative 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like I've at least sometimes I've seen like, oh, like this new moon, like it's all about creativity or whatever. Um, but like, is there a way that like I can, is there like a more, how do I say it's like self, you know, tuned to like me specifically? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's such a good question. Um, and I love the way you framed it. Cause it's like, what are the ways I can do this rather than like, when is the time? Because I don't know. Cause I would have to research that. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> great question. Um, yeah, definitely off the top of my head any transits so transits are like the movement of the planets the planets transit through your houses like as they go right some of them move faster than the others um so i would say like anytime you have stuff going on in your fifth house that's something to pay attention to um so aries moons which happen once a month maybe like you can plan out a bit of time to do like whatever your aries creativity is um, and I would say, like, you can kind of think about all of them in a certain, so, like, here's some more, because your, your sixth house is the house of your routines and your habits and your day-to-day, so I'm thinking, like, when the moon is in Taurus, maybe, which is your sixth house, um, maybe you're more disciplined around that time, so if you're trying to be creative and get things done in a more disciplined way, look for the Taurus moon vibes. Uh, you know um if you have any yeah like also thinking about the eclipses if you want to think big picture um i would look at like the future eclipses so whenever your eclipses are aries libra um which i don't know when that's going to be but the eclipses take so the cycles are like they happen in one axis for a year and a half to two years like every time there's an eclipse it's either in aries either in libra during whatever time those will be like when eclipses happen in the house that's like big moments like big beginnings big endings so if you i don't know like are like when am i going to reach a peak of some sort creatively like for the aries libra um if you're also if you're since creativity is your career thinking about the career houses the 10th and the fourth house i mean the 10th house the sixth house and the second house so really what i'm saying there are a multitude of ways to go about it um i definitely think the moon is a great way place to start since it moves so quickly and you can kind of like feel through all the signs in 28 days right start there and like track that and see what times of the month and what houses that correlates with that you feel okay with. cool yeah. Sweet, that was really helpful thank you yeah i'm learning so much right now <laughs> cool yeah i never really dove into like the, the houses and, and stuff like that yeah it's not very new for me the houses i feel like just learning that houses opens up so much so mm-hmm. that's really cool yeah, i always saw them like or like read about them casually like you know whatever website or app i would be using um but i never really like quite understood what they meant so this is like kind of making me want to keep doing more research after we're done <laughs> yes yeah if you don't want to read you can listen to the podcast <laughs> oh true you yes. know there's a whole reason already waiting for you <laughs> i love it yeah um yeah as a as an example of a moon transit i think is relevant to this conversation um like the full moon is in my fifth house today and i'm doing my first astrology of creativity 
interview with you. And that just feels right, <laughs> right? Like That's I didn't really plan cool. it this way. Um, it just happened. That is really cool. Let's see where it is for you. So Virgo is your 10th house ooh, of career. And you're doing a podcast about your career. <laughs> that is wild. It's super cool. So you said the 11th house earlier um, was like mm-hmm. the one about like your destinies, kind of like what I picked up from that. So mm-hmm. what what do you take from what you see? Is that kind of like going back to like the relationships thing or mm-hmm. is there like anything deeper there? Definitely. Yeah, your MC again is in Libra in the 11th house and um, it's there with your moon too. So that tells me that like part of your destiny, your purpose, your vocation involves being somebody who brings people together or make, helps people get along in groups. Um, in terms of like how you're gonna live out or like execute the things that you want, other people and like being in these organizations, having allies and associations is gonna be really important for you to reach that destiny. Interesting. Yeah. So cool. Also, do you know a lot of Libras? Because my friend has the same arrangement and like knows a lot of Libras and who have like helped them get to where they are. Um, I know a few, but I wouldn't say like an overwhelming amount. I I feel like overall though, like I have a very like varietal amount of signs like or maybe i just don't know enough of them and maybe there are like they're all libras or something i just don't know their birthdays sample size <laughs> yeah right it's like i don't know i feel like the amount of birthdays i know versus the amount of people i know it's like probably a lot less <laughs> that's fair yes <laughs> any other questions we're like oh yeah um no yeah i mean there's so much here i mean i feel like it would take like another like eight hours to kind of like really you know tear it all apart but no this everything here has been like provided a really cool foundation and give me kind of a new perspective of how like all these things have lined up for me and, and definitely point to a lot of different things that are important in my life and things that have happened and, and you know this is the path that has led me to where i am now so this has been really cool and i really appreciate you having me and taking time to, to interpret this for me of course yeah thank you for taking the time to be here and like bringing such good questions and your knowledge just added so much to the interview i feel so so cool cool. (laughs) yeah yay okay well we can wrap up for today um i have to say the thing which is this what is it again this has been astro vibes where i have gotten down to the nerdy dirty details of bianca jasmine's chart maybe next time It'll be about you. <laughs> Thanks, Bianca Jasmine. Woo! Right. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks. Well, definitely share all your things on the show notes. And yeah, definitely like reach out if you ever have any astrology questions or want to talk about it. Because I don't have enough people to talk about it with. That's why I have this show. <laughs> uh, Yay. Definitely will. <laughs> cool. Thank you so much. Thank you.